One of my goals with the Secret Podcast is to make the supernatural more natural and the paranormal more normal. These are events and occurrences that happen as a part of our natural and normal everyday lives. We've just been conditioned to ignore them and deny their existence. Well, it's time to undo that conditioning. I'm proud to announce that Ray Davis and I of Sixth Sense Media have created our own Sixth Sense Media clothing line. We can't always go up to somebody and say, hey, what do you think about disclosure and UFOs and aliens on the earth? But you can wear one of our Disclosure Now t-shirts and get people's attention. Start the conversation or connect with another like-minded person who sees your shirt. If you're a truth seeker or someone looking to enact positive change in the world, why not wear it with pride? Connect with other like-minded truth seekers and become the change you want to be and see in this world. Visit SixthSenseMedia.net, click on the store tab, and become the change you were born to inspire. Visit SixthSenseMedia.net, click on the store. Welcome to Truth Seekers. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life. There's something wrong in the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. Change is among us. We are at the beginning stages of a major transition on our planet right now. We're facing climate change. We're facing an, an technological evolution slash revolution that we have not seen in modern history to date. It's growing at an exponential rate and will and is having a dramatic impact on life as we know it. And we're moving into a new financial system in this planet as well. That is also already underway. The infrastructure has been laid. The groundwork is done. It's now a matter of implementing all of those systems to include climate change as it is picking up speed. If you follow Adapt 2030 and suspicious observers and many others out there who are getting wind of this grand solar minimum within the next 10 years, but we're going to start seeing, and we're already starting to see and feel the impacts of that. Hello, Truth Seekers. Dennis Nappy II here with Sixth Sense Media. Welcome to another episode of The Seeker Podcast. I know I was off last week. I've had a lot going on the book, you know, with the book launch, and then just I just had to take some time to adjust fire and refocus myself. And I think we all need to do that. Uh, I'm going to go into some news articles tonight that are a little bit heavy that just continue to build the case that this change is coming on these fronts. But I want to stress to all of you, for some of us, this information is very scary. It's exciting, but it's scary. Why is it scary? And we all may have different answers, but ultimately because, number one, there's a lot of unknowns. Change can be intimidating because we don't exactly know how this will impact us. If this climate change happens the way some of them are saying it's it's happening you know when we go into this grand solar minimum we go into this mini ice age and the food short shortages start and it, you know all that chaos and the more snow amounts and that's a scary thing but but if we are able to address that fear and ask ourselves what are we afraid of 
I believe there are still things we can do. There is still time for us to not just navigate that, not just to survive it, but to find a way to thrive. I was listening to Tony Robbins yesterday. I, I, I like listening to him when I'm looking for some inspiration. I can't remember the name of the book he was talking about, but he was quoting um, cycles of human nature, human behavior. He says, there are cycles of human societies and ebb and flow and up and down. He was talking about businesses and economies and commerce. And he says, he says, people in top business, they understand these cycles, recessions, and, and when things get good and things get, they understand all of that. They plan for it and they prepare for it. The Maya, everything they had came in cycles. They had wheels within wheels within wheels with all of their calendars. If you understand these cycles, you can prepare for them. I just We just went through a Mercury in retrograde. It, oh my gosh, it kicked my ass. But again, there's these celestial cycles that go on. Some of these cycles go every five days. Some of these cycles every 30. Some of these cycles are every 12,000 years, every 25,000. They're, they're just, they get, they're big, they're small, as above, so below, the micro, the macro. But if we can shift our focus and number one, identify our fear, what is it that we're afraid of? And also, how is that fear limiting us from doing what we want to be doing? And identify the cycles behind it. We can prepare for it, and we can move forward, and we can thrive. Another way of looking at that, right now, if your life was to end, you have one minute left, you're at ground zero, the bomb is falling. There is nothing you can do. The bomb is coming down right now. If that was your current situation, what would go through your mind? And if you have to pause this for a moment, pause the show. And I want you to do this. I want you to think for a minute. You have one minute left. What's going through your mind? What regrets do you have? What do you wish you could have done that you haven't yet done in your life? Hold on to that feeling. Hold on to what you wish you could have done, what you didn't have enough time to do, and what you regret. Now ask yourself, what is holding you back from doing those things? Right now, what is stopping you? Because the reality is the bombs could fall tomorrow. A major earthquake could hit us tomorrow. Food could run out next week. Aliens could land and take over the planet. Who Anything with all the crazy stuff we cover on this show. Something bad can always happen. It's always around the corner. Are you a victim of fear? And I am. I, it gets me. It, it overwhelms me and then it limits me. Until you do an exercise like that and you ask yourself, how is fear limiting me? Why is it holding me back? What can I do to sidestep that or address it so I can accomplish the goal? As Dean Graziosi, Grazioli, sorry, Grazioli says in, in his book, um, Millionaire Success Habits, if you're going down a river and you're facing rapids, you don't look at the rapids because then you're going to be drawn right into the dangerous part. You look to where you're going. What is that thing that you want to accomplish in your life? Why aren't you starting it right now? 
Look to where you're going, not to what you're afraid of. So, okay, climate change, food shortages. What do you want out of that? I don't want to die. Okay. What do you need to make that happen? Well, I need a way to provide my own food for myself and my family and protection and all this in an area that's not going to be affected by it getting too cold. Okay, start doing some research. You're still taking a guess, but you can make more of an educated guess. Maybe you need to move. Maybe you just need to have a bug out plan with the correct training. If you can't build the stuff or acquire the stuff you need right now, can you get some training? Can you do some reading, read some books, read some articles, watch some videos? There are things you can do to alleviate that fear. Everybody's talking about crop loss and how difficult it's going to be to grow food and the soil is going to be bad. I don't hear many people talking about putting a simple hydroponics or aquaponics system in your home that doesn't require soil. It requires knowledge, it requires nutrients, it requires other things. But with the right knowledge base, well now you just went from trying to survive to thriving, if you can pull that off, in a little bit of space with a little bit of water. 90% less water than you need agriculturally. And if you can set something up inside, you don't have to worry about a lot of the other threats that are out there. People knowing that you have a, a grow, a grow uh, set up. Um, animals coming in and taking it. The weather affecting it. There's other things that you can be doing. So what are you scared of? What do you want to do? Go do it now. Go follow your dreams because tomorrow is not guaranteed. I can't stress that enough. Now, I try really hard on the show to be empowering and to give us solutions. I also cover the scary stuff, and, and I've been doing a lot of soul searching on that. Is that something that I want to continue to do? From the feedback I get from all of you, you find it valuable, and I'm thankful that you find it valuable. As long as you're taking action, and I don't mean taking action like going out and getting violent or doing something stupid. Taking action in your own personal life on that spiritual journey, which I think is of the utmost importance right now. Are you having that inner growth? Are you finding that inner connection to better yourself? Everything else will fall into place. Focus on you right now. What do you need? What do you want? Forget about the stuff you're scared of. Go for it. All right, my friends. I wanted to give that before I got into the show today. And I want you to keep that in mind as we go through things moving forward from this point, because I, I do think that we are facing some significant transitions. And I, I had, um, it's been tough. Sometimes you just come into information and it gets a little bit overwhelming. And as, as trained, as prepared, as informed as you think you may be, sometimes actually just seeing it unfold still scares the hell out of you. And that's kind of where where I've been. I had to take some time off, like I said, to process things. Where is this going? What are we doing here? We can get through the scary stuff. A lot of us have been through some of it before, maybe not on the scale that we might be looking at, but I believe that we can get through it with the right mindset. With that being said... 
let's look at some news here and build a case for the <laughs> the change that's coming here. This one comes to us from ZDNet. Amazon delivery robots are officially on the streets of California. Amazon has robots on the streets. It's a good bet urban delivery will never be the same. They've officially rolled out its last mile delivery robots in Southern California testbed called Scout. The delivery robot is designed to autonomously ferry parcels from urban distribution points to Amazon Prime customers, removing the need for vans and cars in last mile delivery. Amazon has previously tested its delivery robots in Washington State. This marks the first California deployment. The robots deployed in the Irvine area will drive during daytime hours through the designated to operate autonomously. The test robots will be accompanied by humans to ensure nothing goes wrong. So-called scout ambassadors will also be gauging public reaction to the robots, which is a big X factor in plans to deploy autonomous mobile robots on city streets. Okay, I'll have this article linked in the show notes for you to review. But again, this is coming. The autonomy is is coming to uh, to a town near you. How's this going to impact us? Well, if you're in the delivery service business, if you're an actual truck driver, um, you may lose your job soon because between this and the drones, the aerial drones that Amazon's also piloting or testing, um, that's that's going away, and they're looking at automation of, of all vehicles within the next 10 to 15 years as well. Now, something else to keep in mind, a company as big as Amazon and all these other companies like Elon Musk that are building these autonomous things, I think that I suspect that people in those positions are well aware of a lot of these changes that are taking place. If the world was going to become 100% uninhabitable in the next five to ten years i don't think they would be putting so much into developing this type of technology i think it would be going somewhere else maybe i'm wrong may and that's on an assumption that they have to have some kind of idea that there's a change coming that's not saying that every single area on the planet won't will be inhabitable in the next 10 years i don't know but i'm going to take that as a positive are you prepared to live in that society where you have robots go driving around? And again, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but what is going to happen with all these delivery drivers? Are they just going to be unemployed? Well, as these jobs go out, other jobs will come in. There's going to be people needed to service these things, to care for these things, to build these things. Um, in addition, other jobs are created on the internet. Now, I know a lot of us may not be a fan of it, but the younger generation coming up, you're going to be able to earn cryptocurrencies by doing things like becoming an influencer online, making videos, interacting. Uh, we looked at a currency last night with the crypto team. I encourage you to check it out uh, through the Patreon site when it gets released. But we looked at a particular currency, and what they have is an app that you download on your phone, and that app is it pulls things from pretty much everything you can possibly think of and allows you to engage with it. So you might have to complete a survey. You might have to watch a video. You might have to evaluate something. Little tiny tasks you do, and then it gives you money. We've looked at other coins where they monitor your health, your basic health. And based on how well you are taking care of your own health. Are you going to your appointments? Are you checking in that you've brushed your teeth? Are you checking in that you visited your doctor? Are you exercising five times a day? Are you getting eight hours of sleep? Are you avoiding certain foods? 
you will have opportunities to earn different types of currency based on your interaction. So there's going to be, and it's starting now, there's other ways to earn currency based on um, this new system that's coming out. Now, what's really happening, this is operant conditioning at its finest. We're going to give you a token. We're going to give you a reward if you do what we want you to do so we can shape society. But knowledge is power. You understand that. Okay, same thing. You hear that little chime, you go, you check your phone right away. It's operant conditioning. You have to ask yourself, does this conflict with my moral values or with the person that I want to be? If it does, how can I use this to my benefit to function within this society? Because the reality is, this is something that I don't think that we can change. So we need to learn, instead of just fighting it and ignoring it, I've been saying it for a while, how can we thrive within it? That doesn't mean you're selling out to the system. That doesn't mean that you're giving up. That doesn't mean that you're giving in. It means that, well, it's the same thing. If you're, if you're in the ocean, you can be pummeled by the waves. You're not going to stop that ocean wave from crashing down on your head. But you can jump up on a surfboard and ride that wave where you want to go. And that's what I'm talking about. And knowledge is power, my friends. All right. Uh, speaking of AI, world's first AI bar opens in London and makes queuing for a pint much easier. So here we go. This is from the mirror. Uh, the bar called 5CC Harold and Sons has enlisted the help of an artificial intelligence system to help the bartenders. Uh, so again, we are bringing technology into things like bars now. Now you, you go to the convenience store, you go to the self-checkouts at the grocery stores, um, and we're slowly doing away with the need for cashiers. Everybody's screaming and hollering, we want minimum wage. Sure, you can get your minimum wage, but guess what? We're going to bring on more autonomous staff that doesn't require any money except whatever it costs to maintain them, which is a lot cheaper than paying you benefits and paying your salaries every week and, and all that stuff. So employees are being phased out because of stuff like this. Now, Again, on face value, it's upsetting because people are losing their jobs. We're losing a bit of that human interaction. But what will we gain from it? Now, I know this is, it sounds like a different stance that I'm taking. And it slightly is because I'm, I'm, I'm very concerned about AI taking over. I'm very concerned about the potential it has. But I, I want to stick to what I said in the beginning of the show. Let's focus on the positive goal we have when facing a problem. In my opinion, we're not going to stop this. Elon Musk says if you can't beat him, join him. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying upload your mind to the cloud. What I am saying is this is here. How do you function now? How do you earn an income? How do you earn a living? Now, whatever profession you have, is automation coming to it? It may be 10 years out. It may be 20 years out. It may be two years down the road. Get yourself a timeline and ask yourself, what impact will this have on me? What can I do to prepare for that in terms of how am I going to earn money? Maybe you need to start learning and investing in cryptocurrency right now. Maybe you need to go create a career change. Maybe you're going to be fine. I don't know. But this type of knowledge, we could stick our head in the sands and ignore it, or you can wait until you get your pink slip that says you've been replaced by a machine. Okay. All right. Let's get a little scary with technology here now. This is from The Sun. 
It says, uh, Tin Hats Foiled. Pentagon develops lasers that beam messages into your head, warning stop or we'll shoot. This is definitely a uh, an interesting and concerning article. Now, we covered something about this previously about a laser that can target somebody where only one person would hear the song or whatever it was that the laser was playing. But now, um, weapons researchers at the Department of Defense say the high-tech weapon will be able to send brief messages in the form of audible speech across combat zones. Looking at the chart here, it says step one, the laser weapon shoots a ball of plasma. Step two, the plasma is then turned into sound waves. The laser bursts can mimic human language. The messages can, messages can travel hundreds of miles. Now, what we're looking at here is the public rollout of, of, I guess, an earlier version of Voice of God technology. Now, Bill Cooper warned about some of this with Project Bluebeam. Um, MK Ultra people have been talking about this for years and beyond. The ability to put sounds and voices in your head. Now, if you're not aware of this technology, and all of a sudden you hear a voice in your head that says, I'm your God. Go north go go up on mount sinai and get the 10 commandments i mean think about that if you hear that voice in your head you need to ask yourself is this technology or am i really hearing a supernatural voice coming into my head well technically i guess it would be supernatural right now because technology is enhancing what's natural but that doesn't mean it's what it's saying that it is but this is a way that manipulation can happen. That's why I think it's of the utmost importance to get in touch with your inner self and know your inner voice because these type of woo-woo technologies are out there. And maybe on a mass scale, maybe if we, maybe if we face that worst case scenario, that crisis, and uh, you know the parts of the planet are uninhabitable, maybe you'll get a voice in your head that says, go here. And then you're going to have to ask yourself, am I being led to my slaughter? Or am, is somebody using technology to guide me where I need to go? And I think that if you can be in touch and in tune with your own intuition, you can ask yourself, does my intuition resonate with what I'm being told right now? Or does my intuition tell me this doesn't feel right? But you have to be able to suspend belief. You have to step outside belief and you have to say to yourself, I'm going to follow my gut and I'm going to follow the information that's presented to me. And if it means I have to change my belief system, then so be it. And that's how you thrive. All right. Speaking of the Pentagon, looking at the Guardian again, Pentagon testing mass surveillance balloons across the U.S. The U.S. military is conducting wide-area surveillance tests across six Midwest states using experimental high-altitude balloons. Documents filed at the Federal Communications Commission reveal up to 25 unmanned solar-powered balloons are being launched from rural South Dakota and drifting 250 miles through an area spanning portions of Minnesota, Iowa, Wisconsin, and Missouri before concluding in central Illinois. Traveling in the stratosphere at altitudes of 65,000 feet, the balloons are intended to, quote, provide a persistent surveillance system to locate and deter narcotic trafficking and homeland security threats. Yeah, what are those threats? According to a filing made on behalf of the Sierra Nevada Corporation, an aerospace and defense company. All right, this goes on, uh, and I'll have the links in the show notes as well. But again... This type of mass surveillance, I mean, again, really, you don't have to go any further than your cell phone to see just how we're being spied on right now. 
but this is another way that things that just massive amounts of data are being collected. Speaking of data collection, this one from ZDNet again. Google bought my friend's face for $5. I will have this um, again in the show notes for you to read. But basically, um, Google was seen going around in certain areas, multiple cities, asking people if they would interact with a device that they had in their hands, taking pictures of their faces as Google is developing some form of new app that will deal with facial recognition on your phone. So instead of your thumbprint, your phone's going to look at your face and it's going to then identify you so you can use it. But how else will that be used? Again, we we did a show a couple weeks ago talking about um, the facial recognition databases that are being built both by law enforcement and private companies and they're being sent around and shared and and expanded upon with millions of faces being uploaded to that a lot of them without our own consent our own knowledge this will be used heavily for marketing and targeting but how else is it going to be used and that's something that we need to be extremely mindful of i don't know how we can defend ourselves against that again that's something i don't have an answer for but that's something we need to be prepared for. Facial recognition seems to be something they are working uh, in very hard on bringing about. Um, how will that impact our lives? I don't have all the answers for that. Part of me doesn't like it because it makes me uncomfortable because it feels invasive. It's violating my privacy. And there's a lot of unknowns there. There, there really are. I, I, just, I just don't like it because I, I know, and I guess my own fear is, I know that there's potential for nefarious uses of things like that. And we've also looked at the fake news stuff that's coming out. We know they have all this facial data now. They can make anyone say anything, whether you actually said it or not. They can just use AI and software to manipulate your face. So um, something to be mindful of, again, when you're consuming information. All right, what else? Daily Mail, AI experts from top universities slam Predictive policing tools in new statement and warn technology could fuel misconceptions and fears that drive mass incarceration. Wow, look how that ties with the last story that I just shared. AI experts say pre-crime algorithms are more magic than reality. Algorithms designed to predict violent crime may come with consequences. Experts say they may vastly overstate the likelihood of pre-trial crime. They warn its use could fuel mass incarceration and lead to harsher sentences are we moving into a world of pre-crime now i I first want to make the statement you know am i being hypocritical me i'll ask the question am i being hypocritical because on one hand i promote remote viewing and the data that that can obtain and the other hand i'm going we need to be careful with ai looking at pre-crime i think this is the distinction at least in my experience with remote viewing and in working with remote viewers. We're trying to gather data to help us navigate into the future or to learn about a past event right now. That's how I see remote viewing data being used. Algorithms have the potential to do that as well, and they have the potential to do that quite efficiently. Algorithms are being used to diagnose people with uh, varying ailments. There's been a lot, uh, some, some data that's come out through different varying articles over the last couple of years about these AIs being hooked into a hospital's database and they review all these patient files and they're now able to assess the patient better than some of the doctors because they can look at such massive amounts of micro data 
little tiny things that build up to indicate this person may is on track to get this illness at this point in time. That's a benefit. Again, I think myself included, we're afraid of the potential for abuse. What if a worst case scenario happens and this machine goes crazy and um, starts using that information to target us and to cause us harm? That's a fear that you know I, I know I have quite a bit. Now, looking at these algorithms, these pre-crime, I know I saw in LA they were using it a couple years back to say... There's a likelihood that a car will be stolen in this neighborhood on this street in this location. They were pinpointing locations saying we suspect crime's going to happen and they would send an officer to that area to possibly intervene. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. But when you start saying we suspect somebody's going to commit a crime that fits this profile, go arrest them. That's a problem. When a belief system suddenly changes or a law or regulation suddenly changes and they already have massive amounts of metadata on you in your past, they can now target you for something that was possibly once illegal or once legal and is now illegal. Now, in the United States, technically that can't happen. But what if our laws change in such a drastic way like happened in Nazi Germany? There's no hiding. Not with facial recognition. Not with all the metadata that's out there. Not with your digital identity that's been created. Everything you need that somebody would need to know about you is out there. The question is, does this person in power have access to it? And if they do, and you're now on the target list, you're in some trouble. So that's where I get scared about this stuff. So um, creating these algorithms may be wonderfully benevolent but we need to be mindful of well who's in charge of that and how is that going to roll out and if it is a worst case scenario how's that going to affect me and what do i need to do to thrive to make sure that it doesn't okay speaking of the some of the other stuff going on not speaking of but the it's from the washington free beacon china outlines space war plans China's strategy for developing advanced space weapons were disclosed this week in Beijing's first defense white paper, paper issued in years. Now, this I'm going back to July 26 on this. The defense strategy report produced by the People's Liberation Army was made public Wednesday and drops earlier veiled references by bluntly identifying the United States as Beijing's main adversary that is undermining world peace. The report part policy statement and part propaganda also claims the United States seeks absolute military superiority. The U.S. has adjusted its national security and defense strategies and adopted unilateral policies, the report said. It has provoked and intensified competition among major countries, significantly increasing its defense expenditure, pushed for additional capacity in nuclear, outer space, cyber, and missile defense, and undermined global strategic stability. Chinese propaganda outlets sought to portray the white paper as furthering Beijing's questionable ass assertion that the large-scale buildup of conventional nuclear space and cyber weapons poses no threat. So this, uh, let's read a little bit more. The white paper, however, bluntly warned that China is set to use military force against Taiwan if the self-ruled island seeked formal independence. Taiwan is quasi-U.S. ally, and the United States is uh, obligated under 1979 Taiwan Relations Act to defend, in from, defend it from mainland attack. So what's this? I think a lot of this is rhetoric. I think a lot of this is posturing. But... 
the the space race again the space warfare um it, that's already ongoing and we can see evidence of that uh every time we turn on the news and they're talking about new satellites going up into space more countries are going to the moon um there, there's just a lot going on and again how does that knowledge how does that reality impact us it seems scary because there's unknowns and what's also scary is there's a lot of things that are honestly just out of our control and we can sit here and we can focus on how this is out of our control or we can find within our own decision space what we can control to bring us that comfort and that security I can't control if China is going to go to war with the United States. I can't control the space race, not from my vantage and position right now. I can't control any of that. I can be informed about it, and I can understand what's going on, so I have enough of a reaction time if something changes to make a decision on what I need to do in the best interest of myself and my family. And that's kind of where we need to start thinking. As Tony Robbins says, you need to change your story. Some of these things were not going to change. And I know that sucks to say because what do I say all the time? We can change the world. And I still believe that. But it may not be in the way in which we think. We're not just all going to hold hands and sing Kumbaya. We need to be real about that as well. Maybe one day. But right now that's not going to happen in that capacity. And I'm sorry for saying it that way. But I'm saying it that way because I do believe that time is short. And that change is upon us. And we need to get in the right mindset to deal with that change. Speaking of which, now I can make that statement. From National Geographic, world food crisis looms if carbon emissions go unchecked, the UN says. The impacts of climate change on land will raise food prices and risk widespread food instability, says the IPCC's latest report. But there are solutions. The impacts of climate change on land are already severe. It will substantially increase food prices, risking widespread food instability, says a new report from the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change. This is very scary, and it will be used to be very scary because not only are we going to be running out of food and we're looking at people with... I'm, I'm saying this in a scary way. Let me pause that. I'm going to say it in a scary way for delivery, and I have a suggestion that I talked about in the beginning of the show, but I want to expand on that a little bit. So I don't want to just be throwing the fire and brimstone at you. So I want to stop right there and stop that energy trail. So... Here's what we've got. Um, basically, food is growing short, and we're getting that that that's happening. And there's a lot of good information out there showing how those shortages are happening right now. And that's scary because then you think, well, we're gonna have food prices going up. We're gonna have I'm gonna have less money to invest in anything I need to invest in in my house. Am I gonna have to work more? Am I gonna be broke? Am I gonna Am I going to lose something here? Um, you have all of these different fears now that come with that statement. Food shortages, um, you know, are, are coming. And they have all the reasons why the food shortages are coming. What are the solutions? Now, this one says they are, they have possible solutions. And looking at it here, it states major reforms needed. The IPCC special report is the first ever comprehensive look at the whole land climate system and involved 103 experts from 52 countries and weighs in at over 1,300 pages. A 65-page summary for policymakers was released today. The summary was approved line by line by the world's various governments at special meetings this week in Geneva. Um, let me get to see if they have the solutions. It says, we don't need any new technologies, just make informed choices. 
Those include choosing to end deforestation in the tropics and protecting peatlands and coastal wetlands, along with cutting food waste and reducing meat consumption. If meat's choosing to scale up substantial farming practices so that more food can be grown while increasing organic carbon in soils and helping small farmers improve their livelihoods while enhancing biodiversity. I want to say these choices are no-brainers, but... Okay, so those are things that governments can do. They can cut down on the, the, the amount of meat that we're consuming, meaning the amount of meat that we're producing and providing. Um, that will help cut down on, on the uh, carbon emissions. We can stop deforestation, which I think is, is all good things. But you and I have no control over that. What do we have control over? Maybe it's just a matter of learning how to garden and starting a garden. If you live in an area where it's still safe and easy to garden, I mean, you know, the Midwest has been so inundated with floods. Can you create a garden? Can you shift to some kind of container garden? And as I said before, hydroponics, aquaponics, if you can't create this on your own, in your own home, go to your community, do some research, make a pitch. If it doesn't work, make another pitch and another pitch and another pitch until you can find a community, not just yourself, because if you have a community, you have more people invested, you have more resources, and you have more security to protect your crop. This could offset some of these growing prices of food production, and then you can spread that to other communities. Maybe you can go train people, and, and when you, your job gets outsourced for uh, truck driving, now you know how to create aquaponic systems and hydroponic systems. People can pay you, as long as you're reasonable, to come in and teach their town how to set up a hydroponic system that doesn't have to worry about the soils the way we're worrying about the soils right now. And if you have it within an clo enclosed environment, you don't have to worry about the pests. You don't have to worry about the pesticides. So there are solutions out there. It's empowering to think about it that way. You don't have to be by yourself. A lot of times as truth seekers, we just hold up because most of the weird stuff we say falls on deaf ears. Well, right now, the system still allows us access to this magical tool called the internet. Make Facebook work for you. Connect with people in your area who have an interest in growing food. You're not saying anything that's going to raise red flags like, hey, we're preparing for the apocalypse or hey... Screw the government. No, you're saying, hey, I'm looking to start a hydroponics club and to, you know, grow some extra food to supplement or whatever. That's a way to operate within using the system to operate within the system and to find a way to thrive. So there are there is hope out there. There are possibilities out there. A lot of this stuff can be scary, but the more you understand, the more solutions you can find, go out and build your community, my friends. That's what we need to do. First, we need to do that inner work. You need to look in and you need to identify what path you're on and what path you want to be on. Get on that path today. If not today, I'll give you I'll give you a little bit of rest. Tomorrow morning, you wake up, that's day one. Even if day one, day one is sitting down and making a plan, that's your first step. But it starts now because we are out of time, my friends. And that is a fear-based motivator that I'm saying right there. The time is now. If you've ever been waiting for a moment to start something and make this change, do it now. Whatever it is, you need to go out and you need to do it. And that's how we thrive. And I'm not going to say that's how we beat the system. That's how we navigate the system. And still maintain our values and our integrity. That's the challenge. You may have to start telling yourself a different story 
you know, AI is bad. The system is bad. If I use it, I'm supporting it. I'm bad. That's one of the stories that's in my head. I'm still not a fan of all that stuff. But if I use it for something benevolent that's not harming anyone else, well, then that negates it. That cha- I've changed my story. Because I'm looking at the end game here. And being stubborn about it and fighting it. There's different ways to fight something. But by fighting it, you're really... You know, as they say, evil begets evil. Hate can't, hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can, right? Use that uh, doctor, words of Dr. King um, as your motivation. Create your own light, my friends. Okay. I, uh, I beat this up enough. Quick announcement for those of you that, that have ordered copies for Food for the Archons. Amazon has delayed it. They were supposed to go out yesterday. My deepest apologies, my friends. I'm working on getting them out ASAP. I'm hoping within the next couple of days to have them out. Please be patient. I am so terribly sorry, but here's an example of how you rely on technology and it just lets you down. So I am very sorry about that, but they are coming. Please be patient with me. Um, Again, I thank you for your continued support. If you haven't done so already, it's available on Kindle. It's available in paperback through Amazon.com or at SixthSenseMedia.net slash Archons. I am human food for the Archons. Humanity, Psychic Connection, Simulated Realities, Parallel Worlds, and the Manipulation of Mankind. That's my last commercial from my book. I would encourage you to continue checking out SixthSenseMedia.net. Ray Davis is still going at it with his 365 days of affirmations. You want to change your mindset. You want to adopt something positive every single day. Start your day with Ray. Follow him on Twitter. The links are at SixthSenseMedia.net. And consume what he's putting out there because if you can change your thought process, if you can change your internal dialogue, then you can do anything that you set your mind to and your heart to. And Ray is very good at that. And and that's the tool, one of the tools we need to be using to navigate a lot of these challenges that we are facing, my friends. And I believe if we can do that, we can not only just survive whatever may be coming, we can thrive in that new environment. So please continue to check that out and support Ray, what he's doing. He needs all the likes, comments, and subscribes he can get, as do I. Uh, I've taken a little bit of time off from the vlogs that I was doing, again, because I, I got overwhelmed last week, man, with all this stuff. So, um, do you like them? Do you want to see more of them? Let me know. I, you know, I, I think I want to get back into doing them, but I want to hear some feedback from you guys out there. What are your thoughts on it? Um, and and we can, we can go from there. So, I'm going to go ahead and end the show here, my friends. But uh, I'm, I'm happy to be back on the air. You know, for every one of you out there listening, I want to thank you just for being a part of this journey with me. Even though I don't hear from every one of you, it it helps to know that you're listening because I get stuck in my head and uh, I feel alone a lot. So knowing that you're out there, um, that we're going through these questions and these struggles together is comforting. All right, my friends, I hope you have a wonderful week. I'm Dennis Nappy II. This has been another episode of The Secret Podcast, where small changes among the masses can have a massive impact around the world. I encourage you to be that change. Never stop questioning. Keep an open mind and let your intuition be your guide. Thanks for listening.